0: beloved this is Angela um with a new season um of his beloved and this season is season five episode one and I'm gonna call it what is God's heart concerning so we're gonna go over different topics um and do Q&A's with Pastor Alex kind of like season three um and so we'll get started with What is God's heart concerning lack? And I do want to preface this with we're not targeting any specific person or group. So that's definitely not our intention. Just we'll have different topics every week. And if I say something like, oh, what would you say to this? Or what would you say if someone asked this? I'm not talking about a specific person, so please don't feel targeted, and I will specify a lot of times if I'm talking about an example having to do with me or us, because there'll probably be examples throughout the season of funny stories that (laughs) are related to the topics. Okay, so I just wanted to say that first, so we're going to get started with the first question. Do you want to say hi, Pastor Alex?
1: Hey everybody, glad you're listening.
0: <laughs> okay. So do we lack anything in Jesus? No. Okay, um, can you expound upon the answer <laughs> and speak a little louder?
1: So the Bible says that the whole purpose of the fivefold ministry is to raise us up into the fullness of Christ, and the also the Bible says that He is fills all in all, right? He is, um, He is the fullness. He is limitless, and He has everything we need. He's more than enough. So when Jesus came and did what He did, the work He did was not to just meet our needs or to, um, for us to just get by. Just correct the little problem that we had when we, when we decided to go astray. But he overabundantly supplied. That's why he said he didn't just come to give us life. Because life would be what we lost, right? Because we got death. But life abundantly. More abundantly. More abundantly, I think, than even Adam had himself. That's how good he is. And how complete he is. And how perfect he is.
0: Amen. So what is our source of every good thing?
1: God is the source of every good thing. For us, he's the source in Christ Jesus because we're in Christ Jesus. So Christ Jesus makes us, puts us, as many ministers and stuff say, um, that we need to get into a position to receive what God has for us. Well, Jesus Christ is that position. We're positioned in Christ Jesus to receive every good thing every good promise from God because God wants to give us everything and before he was limited um, by men because men decided that they could do it better themselves or figure it out on their own and he decided I have a better way if you look to me and you look to my way you can have it all you can have it free
0: Amen so When, so I'll I'll go off of what you started with there, because that's a great thing, um, when you said, um, to get into a position, so yes, a lot of people say you need to be in the correct position, the correct mindset, um, do the right things, how do you, how do you think that, what do you think God's heart towards that is concerning lack? Do we need to be in a certain state of mind, a certain position, or whatever?
1: Well, I would say that even in Old Testament, that it's been proven that you could be in the absolute wrong mind and receive from God. When the widow was about to pack her bags and head to death um, with her son, she was greeted by the prophet and given more than enough to where she overflowed. <clears throat> when uh, Gideon was hiding in a wine press, thinking himself uh the lowest among his brothers uh God came to him and said, "You valiant warrior, and that's how he dressed him addressed him and he said, "Go and this your strength so God was <clears throat> providing the strength and then calling in his own strength um so if anything, what I would say, and this is more for the peace." In our hearts and minds. And that's what God wants to give us too. Is that we keep our hearts stayed upon Him. Because then we have um, peace that passes all understanding as the Bible says. And that is a good thing. But as far as the promises of God. They have been. They're yes and amen in Christ Jesus. They're not yes and amen in how you're positioned. Or what you're thinking. Or what you're doing. Or how good you've handled this situation. Thankfully God shows up. When we're at our worst many times, and he says something that shows us that he hasn't changed his mind concerning us because of where we are. That he's already made up his mind concerning us and the good he's going to do towards us. Even though we're in a place where we put ourselves most of the time. We put ourselves there. I mean, all mankind put themselves uh, in the position of death. But Jesus gave us life.
0: Amen. So, in these current times and conditions, being as they are as far as um, recession, depression, inflation, (laughs) food prices, gas prices, what do you think God's heart is concerning lack in those areas? If you are a believer and you are hidden in Christ Jesus, He is in you, you are in Him, all that good stuff. You have Jesus Christ. His provision. What do you think God's heart is. Concerning all of
1: this talk. About
0: the world's ending. We don't have any more food.
1: I would say that it's important. To keep our hearts and minds. Focused on what God has said. Concerning all of this. So the world. He has said in Psalms 24. 1-2. through two, the, Lord, the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof um and it goes on that's only a um in the new living translation says the earth is the lord's and everything in it the world and all its people belong to him for he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths um and then so we know that everything is the lord's right and we're his kids it's uh it's kind of like if you had kids and you were the richest man on earth you're while you have your kids, you're going to say, hey, you know what? I want you to learn something so you're going to live in lack. Is that what a parent does? I mean that they let their kids live in lack, you know, um, when they themselves have everything that, everything and more overflowing. Um, <clears throat> I think sometimes we think of God as a father that's not like the song says, a good, good father. We think of him more like a father who is stingy in some way or or he has it but he doesn't want to give it to us because we need to learn how it is to be without um, and I know a lot of us were raised that way. You think, oh, you don't have any appreciation for anything if you have everything. But to my way of thinking, I think that if God paid for me to have everything, then I'm not showing appreciation if I don't enjoy it. If He already paid the price and I leave it untapped, so He wrote me a blank check and I just tear it up or only use part of it, then I feel like I'm insulting the sacrifice. I mean, what did He pay for? He paid for me and you to to experience fullness, overflowing fullness. Um, I just read that the earth and the fullness thereof is the Lord's. Also, there's a in Psalms 115 and verse, I think, 16, it says the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth He has given to man. And this seems to contradict the other verse because the other verse said that all the fullness of the earth is His. But what he's saying is, hey, it's all mine because I made it, but it's all yours because I gave it. I think it's important to realize that That's what He made it for. If there is wealth, what did He make it for? For us to experience it. For His children to live in it. And the beauty of the world is created so that we can enjoy it. I think sometimes we forget that. And we think, I don't know, that God created the world and then wants us to live in it. But it's all about a lesson and not about a blessing. And I don't think that's God at all.
0: Amen. But does that, maybe I missed it, does that answer the question what is God's heart concerning a believer that might be fearful during this time of what appears to be literal lack in the natural or if we should be saving up or storing up
1: water or gas or,
0: you know, canned goods?
1: I think it comes down to what, do, who you want to trust to be your provider. Who you want to, who you want to take care of you? Do you want to take care of yourself? Or do you want God to take care of you? Because he's more than enough. If you want to do all those things, I don't say there's any wrong in him. Like for you to save up, for you to... But, is, is that faith? You have to judge for yourself between you and Holy Spirit. To me, um, I believe that God's my provider. That he will not leave me in want, as it says in the Psalms. Um, that I shall not want so if I'm not going to want I don't think it depends on me and what I can do prepare for or scrounge around for in order to provide because he said I shall not want right so I'm going to trust in him and his provision I think it's better that way too I think sometimes we could have an amazing miracle but we planned ourselves out of it we planned ourselves to the point where God can't really get any glory from our situation because we did it all ourselves um and, you know, I don't think God puts us in bad situations, but I sometimes think that bad situations are used for good and that God is able to bring about a miracle where we couldn't help ourselves, where we couldn't save ourselves. That's the whole salvation story, correct? Yeah. I mean, we were in a place where we could not do it. And we had the whole Old Testament to have to teach us that. Because if we didn't have the Old Testament to teach us that we couldn't do it on our own, we'd think, hey, we don't even need Jesus. We got this covered. But God gave it to us to show us, and to tell us that we need Him, and His way is better, and that repentance, looking to Him for it all, is the best way to go.
0: Amen. And I love how it says, what you just said, um, He is the Lord, and I shall not want. It's, it's want. It doesn't even say need. It says want. Amen. So not only is He the provider of every good thing as far as our needs, our wants also. Um, what do you think is God's heart towards that?
1: As far as what we want, yeah. What is a father's heart to a child? Mm. It's. Uh, we overcomplicate things when God is regard uh, in in God. The way we try to figure God out is overcomplicated. He is a father, and he is the best one there is. So if you know, and I think everybody intrinsically knows, um, you know what a God, a good father is, because we immediately know when we see a bad one. Yeah. Um. He's good. He's a good, good father, and he doesn't have any lack. It's not like he could give you lack, cause he has none. Yeah. He can only give you what he has, and he only has more than enough, overflow, limitlessness. That's mm-hmm. who he, our God is, right? Mighty, powerful, mighty to save. So He can't be handing you out these things um, that some people kind of consider God to be handing out, uh, like lack or anything else that's not good, that's not heaven. That's why the Bible said, In Him there's no shifting of shadow, and every good thing comes from the Father of lights. So we wouldn't be confused. If it's good, it's God. If it's not, it's not God. And we attribute too many things to Him that are not Him. So God, His heart towards us is... I want to bless you, I love you, you're mine, and I am yours. Um, everything that I have is yours. Just like in the story of the prodigal son. The older son said, hey, how come you have never throw a party like this for me? I've been with you, serving you this whole time. He said, you know what, son? Everything I have is yours. And sometimes we forget that. We're not using it. That guy was not enjoying everything the father had. And because of that, he became st- stingy himself. Jealous of his brother when his brother was getting treated well. And I think sometimes that's what causes us as Christians to kind of like be jealous of each other. somebody gets blessed and we want to say, why them instead of congratulations? (laughs) Um, Why didn't them and not me, God? Where's mine at? But you already have everything. It's all yours, just like the older brother does. So it's time for us to go ahead and... um, as I said in a sermon recently, activate the promises of God with our voice. Speak it out. Rest in what he's given us. And know that we are lacking in nothing.
0: Amen. And I wanted to touch a little bit on hospitality. Um, we're only going to go for about five more minutes. Because I don't want to make these any longer than about 20. So, And the kids are starting to get a, a little rowdy in the other room. Um, so, hospitality, God's heart towards that. I know that I've struggled for many years, um, with a feeling of lack, honestly, with hospitality, and I've really been spoken to by the Holy Spirit recently about, you know, people wanting to come over, and me focusing on, well, the house isn't clean and I don't have enough time to clean it, so don't invite anybody over on Sunday after church, please. (laughs) But I've let that go because I know that I lack nothing. Or saying, oh, I don't know if there's enough food for us to feed everybody because I'm coming from a sense of lack. Or, like the scripture says, those who are last will be first, those who are first will be last. I've seen many people, and I've done it myself, you know, you have that lack mentality where you see a spread of food, right, like on a holiday or um, just like a get-together or whatever. You see the food dwindling down, dwindling down, maybe you haven't gotten your plate yet, and so next time there's a get-together you like shove people out of the way <laughs> throw them to the side and be like i'm getting my food first or you know that kind of that kind of attitude so do you have anything to speak to that what's god's heart towards hospitality concerning lack
1: well if your source is god then your source is limitless and you have no reason to fear or be afraid Basically, all the things that cause us to fall short in any way, sin, which is missing the mark, is when we don't trust God with what He said He would do. Or we just don't know that He said He would do it. But in this case, we know, and if you don't know, now you know, that God is our provider and that He's more than enough. That He doesn't want you to just have what you need, but He wants you to even exceed that and overflow and have what you want. And overflow further so you could bless others yes so knowing this and knowing God's heart as far as us enjoying the goodness that he has for us the overabundance the more than enough um, we don't have to be like stingy in any way which uh, or holding back or saving aside because like the Bible also says if you throw your bread on the waters, it will return to you um, after many days. And the reason what I believe that's saying is that I never have to worry about anything I currently have. Because whatever is poured out, whatever I pour out now, God's going to refill and overflow. So I, I don't really need to be concerned that I'm not going to get it this time. If I don't get my favorite dish at a at a, a get-together or whatever, um, I believe God that He'll get me to another one, cause he even cares about those things. Though I'm not saying to you that he doesn't care that you don't receive. He doesn't care if you get that that your favorite dish. He cares. He cares about that because he cares for you. If he cares enough to count all the hairs on your head and know them, then he definitely cares about what you want. What you, what's your favorite dish? What's your um, uh, what kind of uh, dress you would like to have if you're a lady and you want a new one he cares he cares that you want to look your best he cares that you want to uh, feel your best he's made all the he's made us I mean the needs we have the desires we have that's why it says he'll give you the desires in your heart that's why also in Psalms it says that in his hands um, are pleasures forevermore because he's the one who designed us to even have pleasure um, to even eat you know eat food I've always thought it amazing how, what we, how we've delegated food to being something about nutrition and uh, living and not starving instead of enjoying because God has created everything to be good and to enjoy. And then now we have fear. I mean, first we had um, with food, we had, um, you know, I have to have it to survive. And now we have to have, we say, I have to have a certain food to survive. And the food I got is not going to be good because the Bible also says that he blesses our food and our water. So let's trust Him there too. Let's trust Him that, uh, that He's more than enough and that the stuff we have is good for us. That He's able to bless it. That He's able to make it good for us even if it's not. I'm not saying that there's not bad stuff out there that's trying to hurt people. But we are the children of God. Even if the bad stuff comes, it doesn't hurt us because also the Word says, Nothing shall by any means harm you. Amen. And I trust in Him
0: amen all right beloved so that's it for this episode um we might expound upon the subject next episode or we might go into something i'm thinking maybe we'll talk more about hospitality but not in lack form um and so that will be next episode but now that's I wanna give everybody the opportunity, of course, to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior if you're listening and you have not done so yet. Um, just by the sound of my voice, Holy Spirit, just just lift your your eyes to Jesus right now and just say in your heart, Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. That's what the gospel is all about. He came, he died. He conquered death for you. If it was just for you, he would have done it, no problem. Um, He he did away with everything. Sickness, disease, sin, depression, anxiety, all those things. Mental illness, all that stuff. Wrapped up, done away with in Jesus Christ. So when you accept him into your heart... You are free from all of those things forever. It's not a recurring thing where you have to, he does not have to keep dying for you, for you to be free from each one or each time you feel something coming on. You don't, you know, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's did. So, Just say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you paid the ultimate price. It's done. I am sanctified. I am made perfect. I am made righteous and your sacrifice that you already did. You already did it. It's completed. It is finished is what you said upon the cross. And we thank you for that. Just come into my heart, Lord. Be my Lord and Savior. I want a personal relationship with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding me and leading me in all truth. And we just thank you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, uh, congratulations. That's the best decision that you could ever make. And we're so happy for you. If, um... You you can get hooked up with the local church that would be great. The one that we pastors in Rio, Rio, Rio Rico, Arizona, and it's called the Lighthouse of Faith Church. You can find us on Facebook. But if you're not in this local area, we just encourage you to get involved in a Bible believing, tongue speaking, <laughs> good, wholesome church. Um, and if you have any questions, you can reach Pastor Alex on Facebook under Alexander Lopez, or, um, uh, any other ways?
1: Twitter, uh, Instagram.
0: What's your Twitter?
1: At Slow Peasy.
0: At Slow Peasy. S-O, I mean, sorry, S-L-O. W. W. P-E-E. P-E-E. Z-E-Y. Z-E-Y. That's Twitter. And then Instagram. The Lighthouse of Faith. The Lighthouse of Faith on Instagram. So if you want to throw any questions at Pastor Alex, you can reach him there. And we love you guys, and we will talk to you um, on the next episode.
1: Love you, and thank you for listening.